fashion insider friends. What is up? This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where I cover all things fashion, style, shopping, style inspiration, and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes, I'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40. And I mean, way after 40. Say it with me. Fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. Fashion besties, what's happening? It's your favorite personal stylist, and as always, the only Holly you need to know, we have someone here who is so important and noteworthy. I had to have her on the show. But before we get to our very important BFD special guest, did you know that Stop Making These Fashion Mistakes, the number one selling book on Amazon in the fashion and style category by yours truly is on sale? Please make sure you get one for everyone you know. I will sign it for you. You can totally ask me questions. There's a free wardrobe checklist in the back. It is the complete gift that keeps on giving. Make sure you pick up your copy today on Amazon or hit me up and I will lead you to the link to make sure you're getting the correct book. This is chock full of mistakes that most clients of mine make and I want to make sure you're not doing the same thing. So check it out. Stop making these fashion mistakes by Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist. Now, today we have brow artist, brow extraordinaire, beauty expert, Morgan Smith of Savannah, Georgia of the Brow Bar. Welcome, Morgan, to the show. Thanks, Holly. I'm happy to be here and happy to share the insights of all the beauty tips and tricks that I know with you and all of your followers. I love it because I met Morgan through Chloe, of course, of Shop Madison. Oh, I say Shop Madison. Madison and Fifth in Savannah, Luxury Resale. We're going to interview her as well this month. And Morgan is one of Chloe's besties. And when you see Morgan's eyebrows, you're like, wow, you're just like in awe. You're like, wow, your brows look really good. She's like, oh, really? I'm glad you said that because that's what I do for a living. Let me tell you about the services I offer. So Morgan, please tell us what you did before this and how this led you down the eyebrow path. So it's actually kind of funny because I graduated from the University of Georgia, go dogs. And they don't have an eyebrow course. (laughs) They didn't. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to major in that, but... (laughs) Um, so after I graduated from Georgia, I decided to move closer to family, which is in Savannah. We wanted to go ahead and start a family. We we needed that help. So we made the trek down here. I ended up getting a job with Circa Lighting, um, which is a luxury lighting company. And they're based all throughout the United States. Um, actually, I think they're international too. But I loved my job, but I didn't make enough money and I had a one-year-old. Um, so I was looking to work less and make more money, which my husband was like, well, doesn't, isn't that everybody's kind of motto? And I was like, well, I'm going to make it happen. So I sat down and I was like, what can I do? I was like, how about real estate? 
Well, then I was like, well, I don't want to work every weekend. So then I decided to talk to one of my girlfriends who's in Miami. She has a brow bar. And I told her I was like, kind of what I wanted to do. And she's like, come to Miami. If you're serious, take a class. I'll teach you everything you need to know. So I told my husband, I think I want to quit my job and do eyebrows. He said, you're insane. Like, who's going to pay $500 for you to tattoo their brows? I was like, I don't know. I'm going to make it happen. So I was like, you can either support me or not. And he's like, all right, let's go to Miami. So I went to Miami, signed a lease on a building, paid six months of rent up front before I had even worked on my first client. I used pretty much one whole paycheck to pay for the class. And that was like a punch in the gut. So I knew that I was like, I can't fail. I have to make this happen. Also, not to mention, this was in the height of COVID. This was July of 2020. So my husband, his income was commission-based. So at least we always knew my income was stable. And I was like, yeah, no, now I'm throwing it all in. I'm ready to do something else. So took a class, didn't know a thing about eyebrows, um, didn't even really know much about beauty. I would consider myself more of like your girl next door. Um, I didn't wear a lot of makeup, um, but took this class. I learned everything, opened my business, and I was just booked from the moment I started. Um, I worked my full-time job for four months before I quit. And in my first year, I made six figures working pretty much part-time. You know, I had a baby. He wasn't in full-time daycare or school. So, and trying to just work around his schedule and my husband's schedule, we just kind of made it work. And that's how I ended up with the brow bar. That's so crazy. So when you take a brow class, is it cosmetology school? What can you be a little bit more specific? Yeah. So it's not because I do permanent makeup. That's considered a tattoo. I see. Um, Every county is different. You have to check in with your county and see what the rules and regulations are, but it's pretty much just obtaining your tattoo license through the health department. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. That's all you need. That's all the training is one class. Now, are you tattooing on bananas like they do on Rock Inc. or whatever the show is? No, you are. You're tattooing on bananas, oranges, latex sheets, um, pig skin. A lot of that stuff can kind of mimic human skin. Unfortunately, the only way to get better and perfected is to work on real skin because nothing is going to compare to that. But yeah, you are practicing on a lot of strange items. Is it basically filling in the lines or is it hard? Can anyone do it? Do you have to have a steady hand? You have to be an, a real artist? Like, tell us some of the do's and don'ts if, if somebody wants to get in this career. Okay. So if you want to get into this career, you you don't need any artist, beauty background. This is something that you will learn in the class. I would consider myself to have an artistic background, but like I said, this is like a muscle memory. You are going to, your hand is going to be trained on how to like perfect the correct depth. And once you perfect that, then you'll be ready to work on, you know, a real person. There are different techniques. So there's microblading, there's the powder brow. So the microblading is something that's great for people with dry skin. And I would say under the age of maybe 55 to 60, the older you get, the thinner your skin gets. So you don't really want to be cutting the skin. That's the way I like to practice. I kind of specialize in the powder, the ombre, which is uh, with a tattoo machine. Okay. So I, when we met, we sat next to each other, Morgan and I sat next to each other at dinner and she was like, I do brows. And I was like, oh my God, you're like a doctor, right? I told you everything that went wrong when I did microblading. And when I did microblading, it was somebody I knew and she did it. It looked great. It literally peeled off like a scab in three days. 
I went back to her. She's like, ooh, sorry, let's do it again. It peeled off like a scab again. I said, what is she going to do? She can't make it. So that was money flushed down the toilet. And I've always filled them in. I've been struggling with at, you know, at my age with them thinning and getting gray and, and things like that. And you said, try powder brow. And I said, what is the difference? Can you please explain the difference of microblading powder ombre? The microblading is a tool. Um, it's a handheld tool. It has a blade on the end. And you are essentially just cutting strokes into the hairline that's depositing pigment. But like I said, microblading is great for people with dry skin, normal skin. And unfortunately, especially in Georgia, most people have combination to oily skin. You don't meet a lot of people who have just dry or normal skin. So if you do have oily skin and you get microblading, your pores with the oils and the sweat is just going to blur the tattoo out. So it's going to blur. You're not going to see those individual strokes anymore. Or in your case, it just completely disappears. Right. It just, I was like, oh my God, it's, it's, and then it just peeled off. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> right. So that's the microblading, the powder ombre, same, same technique. The ombre is where it's just a little bit lighter in the front and then fades to a darker color, the ombre effect. And then powder, which is just the same shade pretty much from head to tail. So with that, you're using a machine with a single, with a needle on the end, and it's depositing pixels into like the second layer of your skin. Well, with that, you're able to deposit more passes. It's gentler on the skin. You're not cutting the skin. It's non-invasive. It's not as traumatic. There's typically no bleeding involved. And from my experience, what I've seen is the results last. The healed results are there one year, two years later, they're still there. You do come in for yearly touch-ups and that's just really for color boosting or if you like that more defined, darker eyebrow look. So I want to be very clear. So I went in to Morgan's studio and when I was finished, I mean, I knew her for 10 minutes. I was like, let's do it. So the next day when I went in, it was like she drew them on with a Sharpie. That's how dark they were. And, you know, the shape looked good, but I was like, holy shnikes, this is dark. And she's like, it's going to lighten up. It's going to lighten up. It's going to lighten up. Great. Fine. What happened was it started to peel. And I texted Morgan. I was like, um, homegirl, it's peeling. And she goes, no, 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 no. Don't worry. That's what it's supposed to do. So can you explain what happens? Tell us the phases. Okay, so the heal, there's the, the healing stage. So you come in, we map out your brows. We use your bone structure, your natural hair growth to create your brow shape. So once we get that, we start the process. I always like to remind my clients as soon, when they get here, your eyebrows are going to look dark. You are going to be probably, you're probably going to have brow shock. You're, if you have <laughs> kids shock. at home, they are, they are going to let you know how scary you look. <laughs> so just FYI. Kids are brutal. They're honest. They're going to tell you how it is. So I would say from the first one, day one to day three, they're looking pretty dark. And then they're going to start hitting that, that scabbing, that flaking, that fading stage, which is anywhere from day four to day seven. And then once they, that the scab or once they start to calm down, you're going to be like, wow, where did my eyebrows go? They are too light. I always tell people when you come back, you're going to want them darker. 99% of my clients always want them darker when they come back. So once they come back, they do fade. I would say they're going to fade about anywhere from 30 to 
30 to 45% in color from that initial appointment. So when you come back, you want them darker and then you get your touch up and then they're going to fade about probably 15 to 20%. And then you're pretty much left with that result. And then you just come back once a year. I have clients that come back once a year, every two years for their touch up. And it's just based on what they want. I had my brows done in March will be two years. And then I found out I was pregnant. You can't get this done when you're pregnant and breastfeeding. So I've actually never had a touch up. I had my lips and my eyebrows tattooed and I've never had them touched up. I actually like the way they look, you know, because they do have a couple patches from where they faded, but I feel like that gives me the most natural look, which is what I like. Today I have mascara and blush on. It's all I have on. First of all, let the record be shown, fashion besties. Do you, how old are you, Morgan? I am about to be 32. Okay, so that is not fair to say, I look so good with no makeup on. Uh, uh, honey, of course you look good with no makeup on. I just am not taking that away from you. But of course, yes, you have very young skin. You don't have any wrinkles. Your eyebrows are very thick. You haven't destroyed your eyebrows like some of us have, those who shall not be named. And you do have a very natural thick brow that looks like what people pay for, right? Right. You were not alive when the trend was very, very, very thin. Right. The thinner, the better. The thinner, the better. So that's what we all did. And unfortunately, some of it grew back. Some of it doesn't grow back. It grows back spotty. It's obnoxious. Now that brows are a trend, it's it's nothing a little eyebrow pencil can't fix if you do it correctly. But I will say as a customer and as a, as a first-time customer, it's not unusual for me to do something like that dramatic and permanent. I was like, oh my God, let's do it. So I felt like it was a really good thing for me to do because I had enough hair to make it blend and make it look great. If you have no hair, can you explain if somebody's really thin? Yeah. Does it look natural? Do you recommend it or no? I do. So I get clients in here. I had a client in here the other day who had absolutely no eyebrows whatsoever. They were, it was very hard for me to do because at least with somebody who has thin eyebrows or sparse, I have something to work with. I have something to enhance. When someone comes in here with a blank canvas, <laughs> we are creating, we are designing. That's when the art, the artist right. is really coming out. But it looks great because you've seen those pictures of celebrities where they have brows and they have no brows. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anything is better, but we try to mimic it as natural looking as possible. Sometimes I'll even ask them to bring pictures of themselves from when they did have brows. But a lot of times you can kind of feel on their bone structure. We're trained to know where to hit the certain points to make it as natural looking as possible. Let's, that brings us to our next question. Let's talk about the points. Talk about the points of an eyebrow. Give us a, the description, the diagram of an eyebrow. Yeah. So the other thing is, is if you're not ready to make this commitment, if you're like, you know, I'm not ready, I'm just going to continue to draw on my eyebrows. Can you kind of give me some pointers on what I can do? So pretty much from your tear duct up, if you drew a straight line, that should be the, the start of your eyebrow. You don't want to have a large gap, but you also don't want them looking like they're about to start a unibrow. Okay. So you guys, everybody who wants to see this, please go to our YouTube channel because Morgan is explaining in excellent detail 
the points of the eyebrow. So make sure you hit up Fashion Crimes Podcast on YouTube so you can see what she's talking about. Okay, keep going. All right. Yeah. So the beginning of your eyebrow, the head should start at your tear duct. A good um, tip to find your arch is your eyebrow is say, you know, it's a whole eyebrow. Three quarters of the way up should be the start of your arch. And then your tail should be a quarter. So your eyebrow shouldn't be half arch, half tail. Mm, Good advice. Three quarters and one quarter. Which you can typically find that point from the tip, you know, like your nostril. And if you draw it straight through your pupil of your eye. eye. Uh And then your tail, which is the end of your eyebrow, you could start from your nostril to your last eyelash and it should go up. Another rule of thumb is if you had a straight line from the bottom of your eyebrow, it should end right at your tail. So if you drew a straight line, it should should line up. The older you get, you want to make sure you're tucking your eyebrows up because if you're drawing them downward, you're going to have droopy, sad. Oh, that is good. Say that again. Okay. Explain that a little bit more in detail. Yeah. So as you get older, you know, obviously gravity starts to hit you don't want to be dragging your brows downward. So you're wanting to make sure you're tucking your eyebrows more out versus dragging them down. Because if you're dragging your tails down, you're going to get a droopy, sad eyebrow. It's going to bring the whole facial features down. That is very, very helpful because that's exactly what I was doing because I felt like I was following and it would go down, but it needs to go out. Yes. Down. And a lot of times people's natural hair will grow downward. You got to remove that hair. Hot tip. That was a really hot tip. Yeah. So remove that hair and drag the brow outward versus downward. Okay. Now I'm getting hair like on my bone, like down here. Why? Can you explain? Can you explain that, God? (laughs) I always, and I always like to joke with my clients about this because they're like, yeah, like I keep growing hair everywhere but my eyebrow, like on my eyelids and like down past Mm -hmm. my brows. And I'm like, yes, don't try to grow your eyebrows in because the hair that's there is what you're getting. You're not going to grow any new hair. So it's just old age. You start getting hair in weird spots. And why doesn't the hair grow back, Morgan? Why? You know, it, it just takes one one or two really good waxes, and that's what you're left with. My tip, this is something that I tell a lot of women, because my average age of my clients, I would say, is anywhere between the age of, I would say, 50 and 60. Now, I do get clients in here who are in their early 20s, and they have beautiful brows. We're just kind of enhancing them. I get clients in here who are in their 70s and 80s. Yeah. But I get that that middle age, that my mom's age, you know, because she was part of that 90s generation where the thinner the better. But a lot of times they have children, they have daughters. I grew up going to the nail salon and getting my nails or my brows waxed. You know, we didn't really have brow places when I was growing up, when I was in middle school and high school. So I always let my clients know if you have a daughter who's early high school, college, there's so many brow places nowadays. Brow shaping, brow tinting, that is it is huge right now. Do not go to the nail salon and get your nails where you get your nails done, get your eyebrows done. Hot tub. Go to a brow expert, a brow bar, brow shaping place where they know what they're doing. I always like to tell my clients, 
we're going to keep your natural brow just the way it is. And we're just going to clean it up. We're just going to make it look good because the hair that you have is all the hair that you have. You're not going to get hardly any more. You're not, it's not going to regrow. So let's just keep what you have. It is bizarre to me as much. I like to call it my beard because I get threaded. I'm like, oh, I have to get my beard threaded. Yeah. And I've been doing that since I was in my teens and because all you could do was wax and then threading hit the South. And so threading is my jam and it hurts, but I've had laser. I've had threading. I've done waxing. I've done, there used to be a cream called Vanica that you could put it on there to stop the hair growth. It doesn't matter. Hair growth, and stop me if I'm wrong, hair grows in cycles and it's all about genetics. Am I correct? Yeah. And, you know, like I said, as you get older, you start getting hair and, you know, so now a lot of my clients who are in their fifties, oh, can you clean up my brows? Oh, can you check my lip? Actually, can you check my neck and my chin? So now I'm kind of cleaning up their whole face because it's things that they can't see, or they're just like, I have no idea where their hairs come from. Your hormones are changing. Things are just But yes, it does come in cycles, but after pulling that hair follicle without roots so many times. But I pull it on my mustache every time. Because that's the hair that you don't want. So that's why it keeps coming back. You want the hair on your brown. That hair is coming back. Stop. Like I can't. It is a real problem. The struggle is real. I hope Fashion Besties, you can relate to this because I have Eastern European Jewish descent. I mean, in my legs, I have double hair follicles. Yeah. Where you have one hair coming out of your leg, bitch, I have two. Okay. Yeah. I have a five o'clock shadow. Um, where I have previously done laser on my on underarms, I've done it my my whole Brazilian, whatever. That is great, beautiful, fabulous, wonderful. But my face in it, I don't know if it's because it hits the sun or hormones or whatever, I'm getting darker hairs now. I'm pointing to the like the back of my chin under my ear. I'm getting hair here, here. And then of course I want it to grow in. And then in my eyebrow, it's growing over here. <laughs> like, yeah. it just and I don't know if it's because the facial hair is just so much more coarser. Yeah. You know, and because it, it it's not, there's not a ton of it. It's just, it's very sporadic. You're getting like two on your chin and like one on your neck, you know, so... I don't know why the laser doesn't target that as well, because I've had, I'm half Mexican. So I've, I have also like that dark black shadow, but I've had my underarms, my um, bikini area, and I'm just now starting on my legs. Now it worked, but how long will it work for? I don't know when I'm going to start needing to do my touch-ups, you know? Yeah. And speaking of a touch-up, I came back to Morgan. I did my touch-up. Again, they looked so dark. I was like, Jonathan's going to flip out. He's going to be like, hey, Groucho Marx, like yeah. nice eyebrows. But he wasn't. He's like, no, they look good. And then every day they lighten up a little bit more. Now, and you can't really see them on camera right now, but now I think they're too light. And it's funny that you said that because I'm like, I can't wait to go back to Savannah because I need a touch up. You get them, you see them dark and you freak out and then they fade. And then you kind of go back to like, wait, they didn't actually look that bad when they were dark. I know. You get used to that, what it looks like. And then when it starts to fade, you're like, 
I know. And I hate it because I, you know, as through the years I have dyed my hair different colors, now I'm back to my natural color, which is really, really dark brown. Not black, but it's like very, very dark brown. So if my eyebrows are too light, I do fill them in, you know, a little bit. And, you know, as we always say, you know, your eyebrows don't match exactly. So I have two different, like I can even see it right now on camera. The right one is different from the left. Yeah. So it's just. And that's, and you know, you've probably heard that term, they're sisters, not twins, but everyone's facial features are so different in your muscles. Everyone has like that dominant brow, which I mean, obviously if you're watching, you can see, I have one eyebrow that shoots up higher and this one that just kind of hangs out. Oh, I didn't realize that until you just said that. Yeah. So everyone has a dominant brow, a dominant side of their face that works harder than the other side. So in pictures, I always like to tell my clients in pictures, your eyebrows are probably going to look different because you're smiling, you're making a you know, a certain face, your muscle is going to pull that up. Yeah. Sometimes they don't even realize they do that. They're like, I had no idea. Or their eyebrows are completely three, four millimeters higher than the other. And they're like, I've never noticed until you've pointed it out. That's crazy. Ugh. So if you're searching for two perfect eyebrows, it is going to be hard to achieve that because of your muscles, your bones, everything's a little bit different. When you do it, it's better than anybody trying to do it themselves. The way she measures, talk about the way you measure with the thread. Yeah. So what I do is I have like a golden ratio that helps find the head of the brow, the arch, the tail. And then I get a measuring, like um, a measuring tool to make sure that they match on each side. Um, And then what I do is once I find those points, so I have like point one, two, three, four, five, and six. I then get an inked thread. It's like sewing string. And then I kind of hit all the points and then I get my pencil and I draw the eyebrow. It's really cool how she does it. And it's quick. You're not laying there for like two hours or anything. Now, when I first started my business, the mapping part was the hardest. Mm -hmm. But the more you do it, the better you get at it. Now, unfortunately, um, Morgan is outnumbered in her house because she has two boys and a husband. So are you running around after your children, like checking their brows? (laughs) It's funny because every time I meet somebody and I tell them what I do, they're always like, please don't look at my eyebrows. I'm like, oh, I'm not judging your eyebrows. I was like, please don't look at mine. I probably have a unibrow. It's like, (laughs) I do this all day. The last thing I want to do is my own eyebrows. Um, But it's funny because a lot of people will be like, oh, so I bet you do your husband's brows all the time. I've never touched his eyebrows. That's funny. And my kids, you know. My oldest, he's four, but he has pretty nice eyebrows. So, all right, he's got good genes. He's got good genes. So, let's talk about the permanent makeup. Do you do other things as well besides the eyebrows? Tell us about what else you're offering. Yeah. So, as far as the permanent makeup goes, I do offer the lip blushing, which is like lipstick essentially which is great for, um, it's great for anybody, but it's great for people who get filler because sometimes if you get filler, if you have a lot of it, it kind of makes your lips look a little like translucent. You lose that pigment, you lose that color. So this is great for enhancing your, the definition, the fullness. And then also it's great for my older clients because as you get older, you lose the pigment in your lips. It becomes flush with like your skin tone. And what women, a lot of women, they grew up wearing lipstick, so they continue to still wear their lipstick, but what they're finding is that it's bleeding out onto their skin. They don't, they don't see their lip shape anymore. So this is great for doing that. And if you go to my Instagram, 
you can see a lot of before and after pictures of women who in their 50s, 60s, 70s, who come in here and get the whole works done. They get their brows done. They get their lips done. And let me tell you, it shaves off 10 to 15 years off of them. Hot tub. That is incredible. Now, I have noticed in our age group, 50 and up, let's be honest, that if you get wrinkles around your lips, it is very difficult to apply lipstick and liner and have it look the way I see the struggle. I have a friend who gets her lips done and I say to myself, she doesn't really need it. All she needs is some good lip liner. But if you try to do lip liner and it bleeds out, like you say, there's really not much you can do. I am having this problem with with dry skin. It doesn't matter what I do. And then every time I put on lipsticks, it's like I have a line. So does it help with hydration? Does it help with, um, is it is it pigment inside your skin? It can you explain. Is it just like yeah, the brows? it's just like a it's just like your brows, but it's on your lips. You're using different colors. It doesn't really help with hydration. Um, filler sometimes helps with that, but really, all you would need is like a gloss or something. But I did want to show. I don't. I want to show you a picture real quick of uh, before and after I did on somebody. I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but oh, oh my god, yeah, wow. So she came in, she's actually a friend of Chloe and my, myself, it's her mother-in-law. She flew in from Ohio to get her whole face tattooed. Wait, and that is permanent makeup? That's not other makeup? That is... She has zero makeup on other than what I tattooed on her brows and her lips. Yeah, let me see that picture again. Wow. You did her brows, you did her lips. What else did you do? That was all I did on her was her brows and her lips. She looks like she's 42 years old. Yes. And I believe she's in her 70s. Unbelievable. It is insane what it can do. And then um, you asked, well, I don't think I have a picture of her. Um, I did somebody with no eyebrows. Okay. He called me. I usually book out like one, one to two months out. And this lady was in town for the day, asked if I could do her brows while she was in Savannah shopping. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And that, that those were the hardest brows I ever did, but she was my client that didn't have one eyebrow hair. And this is her. (laughs) Oh, she must've shaved her eyebrows off. Wow. That she looks great. Yeah. I take anybody. You can have uh, the bushy brows, but maybe you're, you've lost your tails, which that's typically the first hair that starts to go or your tail. Me too. That's my problem. After I had my first son, you said I have beautiful bushy brows, but they are tattooed because after I had my first son, I realized that I didn't have any tail hair on my tails anymore. And I have another friend who had a baby and she's like, I don't know what happened. I just like woke up one day and half of my eyebrows were just gone. That's crazy. I feel like my lips are full, but I would love that to get that. Because the older I get, I feel like my top lip is is getting thinner. And how long does it last on your lips? It can last anywhere to one one to four years. There's a lot of red in the colors with the lips. And typically red is like the last color that kind of leaves the body. So the lips do last a long time. Wow. All right. I'll make an appointment afterwards. Morgan, I have so many more questions I'm, and, and we're out of time. Tell us... 
the price so we're not in sticker shock. And then tell us how we can find you. And are you going to expand or do you not need to expand or you're good or you're going to take over the eyebrow world? So pricing starts anywhere from $500 to $600. Okay. I feel like that's pretty standard across America. So if you find a place that's charging $200, you might the other way. Touch-ups, I don't include my touch-ups. So that is a separate fee when you come back in four to six weeks. That's typically going to be anywhere from $100 to $150. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. My Instagram handle is the Brow Bar SAV. And that's honestly the best way to find me. My Facebook is the Brow Bar Savannah. And then I also have a website, which is thebrowbarsavannah.com. I also have another location in Hinesville, but I'm only there once a week. And that's the beauty bar in Hinesville. Is that outside of Savannah? It is. It's about, I would say, an hour outside of Savannah. Thank God you out there from the country girls. They have somewhere to go. It's literally the country. I get lots of people from the country who think Savannah is a little too big for them to drive into. So, Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I do plan on expanding. I plan on offering other services. I do stay pretty booked with the brows, but I've looked into getting into um, the areola tattooing. Oh, wow. um, You know, if you've ever had like breast cancer or, you know, um, a lot of times they don't have a nipple. So you're tattooing that. And that's just, you know, some people are fine with not having it. And some people just that's, you know, part of being a woman and just feeling comfortable in your skin. So if I I could help in that way, um, that would be great. But and last question, you don't do yourself, do you? You have somebody else do it? Right. I do not tattoo my own brows or lips. I have my mentor, who's my instructor from Miami. She's a, a dear friend of mine. She does all my tattooing. Okay. Okay. I would be like, wow, that's pretty That's pretty good if you can do it yourself. Give us a truth bomb, a mantra, a brow quote we need to live by. This is actually my little mantra for 2024, which is if it doesn't serve you, let it go. Okay. If it doesn't serve you, let it go. But I'm not going to let my eyebrows go because it's a fight. No, okay? don't let your eyebrows go. But my my eyebrow tip is put that magnifying mirror down and put the tweezers down because those magnifying mirrors, I know I know you need them as you get older. You're, you can't see that great. But when you start tweezing those brows in that magnifying mirror, you start taking off more and more and more and more. And that's how you end up with thin eyebrows, you know? But just just go somewhere. Just have a brow expert say the the more, the better. I got you. And try to preserve what you have, obviously. Right. Once it's gone, it's gone. It's not coming back. And I still believe in liner and to fill in as much as you can. Because when I fill it in after what the work you've done, it looks even better. Right. And I always tell people, after you get your eyebrows tattooed, there's nothing wrong with penciling your eyebrows. It should take your five-minute brow routine to five seconds. A hundred percent. And a brow pencil, it's always going to look a little bit better than a tattoo because a tattoo is underneath the skin. It heals cooler versus a brow pencil sits on top of your skin. It sits on the hair. It is going to be the true color. So get a little bit of brow gel, put some brow gel in your hair, your eyebrows, and you're good to go. Good to go. Everybody needs a friend like Morgan. Find Morgan, send her a DM, go to Savannah. And if you cannot get to Savannah, I'm sure you support me in saying this, go to a brow expert in your town and figure out what you need, 
pay the money. It's a li- it stings. It stings. She told me it was six hundred dollars. I was like, uh, okay. I like to tell people this though. You go get your hair done every four to eight weeks, and you're dropping two three hundred dollars. You pay five six hundred dollars up front, and you're good for a year. Very true. CPW folks, cost per wear. That's the formula. Make sure you spend the money on your eyebrows. You don't have to get your whole face tattooed, but do that if you need a little bit of help. I've done it. Chloe's done it. And believe me, Chloe didn't have any eyebrows, honey. It's an investment, but it's your face too. So don't skint when it comes to your face, especially a tattoo on your face. Love, love, love that advice. Morgan Smith, thank you so much. The Brow Bar Savannah. We loved having you on the show. I'm sure we have more questions. I'm sure our listeners are going to totally dig this and want to know more. Thank you so much for joining us and we will be following you, engaging with you. And if anybody reaches out to Morgan, make sure you tell her you heard about her on the Fashion Crimes Podcast because here we are women supporting women. That's what we do. We love women entrepreneurs that are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes. My name is Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Y'all engage with us on social media. And for God's sakes, join our YouTube. Please, the struggle. We are on the struggle bus on YouTube. So please follow us. It'll be beautiful to see Morgan and her tips and how she, you know, her pictures before and after. And make sure you follow us on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Y'all have a fabulous, fashionable week. Bye.